Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. This is Kim Kohatsu, founder of Charles Ave Marketing. We're Madison Ave for small businesses and startups based out of West Adams. I think what it is more than anything is the pace. I think what happens in advertising is that you do a lot of work for work's sake. So you come up with a lot of concepts that you present to your creative director, and then your creative director pairs it down and you work on them again, and then you present to the client and then the client, you know, comes back and there's just a lot of work that doesn't go anywhere. And what I like about tech is that it's so much more open to experimentation. You can move much more quickly and, you know, if it doesn't work, you can try again. And I think that that has always been really attractive in that, you know, it just doesn't feel like you're just spinning your wheels for no reason. Totally. What goes into the day-to-day of running a marketing and advertising agency? I think, you know, my company is a little bit different because I feel like what a lot of agencies do is they are basically lead gen machines that then just farm out their work to a lot of contractors. And what I have really done is even though, yes, I use some contract help and, you know, anytime I need a certain skill set, I hire, I really try to become an extension of the companies that I work with. So like I mentioned, I've been in business since 2013 and I have clients that go back all the way to 2013. And I think that that's really unheard of in marketing. So I try not to think of myself so much as an agency. I really try to embed myself in those companies, get to learn their businesses, get to learn their customers. And what that means is I have a shorter client roster, but it's a meaningful client roster because I have very in-depth relationships with the clients that I work with. So you mentioned, you know, who am I working with? I, you know, I mentioned PickFu which is one of uh, my tech clients. So that is, you know, like a really quick way to run, you know, online focus groups. And then I have a client that I work with that's based out of Indianapolis called American College of Education. And they are an online university, uh, mostly for master's and doctoral degrees. And I've been working with them for over five years. And then I have uh, a finance client called Liberty SBF. I do still do freelance work with some ad agencies. I do work with Wiener Schnitzel. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. So it's tech. It's not tech. It's a pretty interesting mix. Tell us a little bit more about PickFu, if you don't mind. For your agency, I wanted to use the word an outsourced CMO. Does that land with you? 
Absolutely. It's funny because my title at PickFu actually is CMO. And I didn't want to make an assumption. I was like, I'm about to say this, but what if it's okay? This is perfect. Yeah. 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 That's exactly it. And, you know, I was telling somebody just this afternoon, you know, I feel like if my relationship with PickFu had just started today, I mean, they would have wanted somebody full time. But I was in the door early enough and I grew kind of with the company that it's unconventional to have kind of, like you say, an outsourced CMO. But, you know, that's where we are and that's what works for us. So it's been really cool. So this is Samantha Roberto from the Hello Beautiful podcast. We are a platform that shares empowered women's vulnerable stories. We are based in Orange County. So essentially, we bring in women, empowered women to share their vulnerable stories. So essentially, we bring these women who are powerhouses in their careers and what they're doing and experts, but they come on and they share those stories that you don't usually get from them. So something like with the harder times, the challenges, and also the tools and the deep lessons that they learned through those things. So it really is a mix of like inspiration and a lot of like tips and tricks on how to live your best life and just really empowering girl talk. And it's not like your everyday podcast. She has, like you're about to hear, she has guests that have gone through really, really immense just obstacles in life and and have overcome those and seen the other side. And so I think that that's a really important, powerful message to listen to. Tell us a little bit about one of the guests. There's so many incredible women who have had on there. So one of my first guests was a dear friend of mine, and she shared her journey of overcoming intense grief. She got married, and exactly seven days after the wedding, her husband tragically passed away in a cliff jumping accident. And she's one of the strongest, most beautiful women I know. And so she it was about a year after that had happened. She came on and she shared her journey of healing, of going through something so like literally, Esprit, I can't even like that going from a wedding to, and I actually went to Burning Man between this. So it was like, we, we went to their wedding. The next day I left to Burning Man, I was off the playa. And the first text message I got when I came off of the playa at Burning Man was like, oh my gosh, you know, this tragic thing. So came back to the funeral. It was insane. It was insane. So her story is super, super powerful. But like the amount of messages that I got from sharing that story of people who've lost loved ones, people who've faced that type of grief, I'm just like, this podcast has been worth it for this, you know? I know when we first met, you were sharing that story with me and I, I just was blown away. Like my first question and still my first question is how do you survive that? You know what? A lot of self-love, a lot of self-care. She was actually over. She popped by. It was just her birthday. So we did quarantine, um, a quarantine thing just an hour ago. But she's just really facing her internal self and really holding space for whatever emotions are coming up. Like I like I said, she is one of the strongest people I know. It's episode, I think, number three on my podcast. So if you go back and listen, you can find it there. All of her contact information's there. It's just one day at a time and one moment at a time. And this is something with the quarantine I keep saying because there's so many emotions that are coming up for so many different people. And it's not even like a day-by-day thing. It's a moment-by-moment. And one moment you could feel amazing and you could feel really good and like lots of energy. And then the next moment, all of a sudden, it's just like you have this like anxiety that just comes up and it's just honoring wherever you are in the moment. This is Rachel Espiritu, director at Toolbox LA, SoCal's largest innovation lab based in the San Fernando Valley. 
Yeah. So Make It LA started about four years ago, you know, startup accelerator program, you know, it was a four month long program for hardware startups and Mila Capital is pretty much the investment side of it. Right. And so recently there's been a decision to pull back from the startup accelerator program, whereas before it was a global program for startups all over the world came to Toolbox LA, which is the headquarters, the co-working space, the HQ for where the operations are, the prototyping facility, all those physical resources and space. And so it was a global program with startups all over the world would come to and do this four-month program and that sense has been dissolved. And so now it's just exclusively focusing on investment. So investing in tech you can touch. And then yeah, Toolbox, this is where the magic happens. It's the space, everything under one roof. And so we have yeah, a prototyping facility, a biotech lab, an event space, co-working, private offices. That's where I'm calling in from now. And the We Are LA Tech Experience Club even did a laser cutting activity there. It's amazing the space you have. Can you tell us more about the kind of technology at our resource as a community? We have a laser cutter, which can cut any sort of materials like acrylic, wood, metal. It can do engraving. We also have 3D printers. So you can go from design on a napkin, you can upload it, 3D print it, get a basic you know, working prototype of your project or your idea. And the idea is that everything can happen under one roof. So you build the prototype, you build the website, you get the customers, you launch, you know, we do, it's a large warehouse that's been renovated. So we have roll-up doors in the back and shelving space for distribution and shipping and resources and all that. And, you know, essentially we're part of a larger corporate brand. So Neotech, which is electronics manufacturing. And so essentially it's a corporate venture fund of how everything got started. So we have a lot of resources to lean on. So once you build your product, you get a million customers, you grow in revenue, then you can you know, move over to Neotech for your manufacturing. I'd love to know more about the Make community and the different types of hardware companies involved. One of the first companies that went through the startup accelerator is FitGuard. And essentially it's like a mouth guard piece that helps to, you know, protect athletes. So that also sends data to make sure that there's no like head injuries or anything like that. And so Anthony Gonzalez is the founder CEO. He has an office space here as well now, you know, local here in the Valley in his building. You know, we had a company, Breadware. There was an IoT software development company, right? And then that company has even been acquired and shifted and evolved and branched off into IOTERRA. Danny, he was actually a guest on the We Are LA Tech show a while ago. And so really it's a you know, full ecosystem, not just of you know, the founders and the makers, but also you know, like software companies that, you know, that can do software development. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. 
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.